5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Hello, everybody. Hopefully you're having a good day whenever you're listening to this. We're going to jump right into a verse for today, and we're going to see that it comes from Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Now, here's the hard part with this verse, because it sounds pretty straightforward. You're like, where are you going to go with this? Yes, let's do some justice. (laughs) And that's the hard part, because it's always the, some people, you know, take justice and they try to equate it with, like, vengeance. And so they're like, no, but vengeance is God's. God's going to carry that out. We don't have to try to make anything right that's wrong, because God's going to do that. And... I would say we have to, again, we can't take our theology of justice based on somebody's perception of it being vengeance and saying, hey, we got to hold off on justice. And so this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some justice, and we're going to talk about what it means that, um, that God calls us to be and have a kingdom that is just. And so we got a couple of quotes for you to throw out here so that you can um, be reminded today about justice. Injustice is everywhere, or injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, MLK. Uh, Never forget that justice is what love looks like in public. And that was Dr. Cornell West. And so when you're thinking about justice, Phrase it in a place where we are going to address it, yes, but even if you have some preconceived notions about this is what justice is, that um, we shouldn't have any part in it because God's going to take care of it, Um, let's, let's set that aside for a moment, and then let's jump into it. So the Old Testament idea of justice, you know, pretty much becomes the New Testament concept for the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. So during the that 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament, between the last prophet and Jesus uh, becoming flesh, right, is the kingdom of God became a rallying cry for the, uh, the people of Israel. They created this kind of anticipation for the Messiah, and yes, it was 400 years, so you get a whole bunch of generations that still have that same rallying cry. So what God has done here, right, what God has done in heaven is going to eventually also be seen on earth. So we're going to be able to see the things that are good, right, and just right down here as well. So then when the time you get Jesus, and Jesus is born, Jesus came you know, the same way others came, right? He uh, also understood Messiah, and yes, even said, yes, I am the Messiah. I mean, he said it in the scriptures. It's not hidden. Jesus proclaimed after his baptism, which is kind of like signifying the beginning of his earthly ministry, that he says, the time has come, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. So that was Mark one fifteen. God's kingdom would be that of justice. 
And so you even look at when Jesus is in the synagogue and he's, you know, rolling out the scroll, right? And he's saying, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery sight for the blind to release the oppressed. This to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Right, so guess which verses in Isaiah that is. That's Isaiah chapter one, <laughs> and it's the same. It's kind of like the um, you know as 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 he's bringing back into reference, like, hey, you know, like I'm reading this as part of the scripture reading for the day for everyone to be able to hear and listen to, but I'm also embodying it. This is justice. Justice and a just society, I believe, are right at the heart of who God is and even who he wants his church to be today. But it's not easy. And this is where it gets, you know, really murky for a lot of people, especially I think even within the church today, that if you start to fight for justice, then people start thinking that uh, that you are automatically some, you know, like a rebel, liberal, blah, 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 blah. You know, they have, everybody got to put a name on it because once you put a name on it, then you can push it away and you can claim that it's evil or you can claim that it's, you know, whatever it is. And, and this is, it's just a false perception. So when you're fighting for something, and when you're saying like, no, this is, this is the heart of God that we're fighting for. When we're fighting for racial inequity, when we're fighting for, for, uh, for, for gender equality, and people are like, oh, well, like, leave that to the liberals, leave that to the blah, you know, like, no, this, this is what a just society looks like. Whether you like it or not, I mean, we're actually going back to the very heart of God. And Isaiah is trying to be able to draw our attention to it. Isaiah is prophesying again and again. He's talking about the you know prosperity. He's talking about political power. You know, right? So he's not shying away from also talking about you know like the the topics of the day, right? So we shouldn't be like, well, like we're we're Christians and so we don't deal with you know that kind of stuff. No, we've always dealt with it. We've always been in the mix of it until we weren't. And when we become silent as the church, then of course people are going to assume that the church is silent on injustice. And so then they, the same people on the other side look at the church and say, is this the heart of God to be silent on injustice? Is this the heart of God that... We would not look at God's character as one who's going to battle inequity. You know, so here's the, you know, the, the big things that we, when we struggle with this idea, I mean, God's going back to a lot of, a lot of things for us, you know, today to learn to do right, to seek justice. And where is it? I mean, and, and this 117 kind of spells out for us, like, look at the people that are most vulnerable. And those are the ones that he's bringing up here, and I'm not saying that they're differently um, vulnerable today, but defend the oppressed, right? So, like, you can try to be able to create some narrative that's not going to be the oppressed is vulnerable. The oppressed is the people that we're trying to silence. 
Take up the cause of the fatherless. Well, who's that? You know, we have we have segments within our I mean, we've we've become a fatherless generations that have been flowing out within, you know, the, the United States of America. We have a fatherless people. And these are even fathers who are are still even apparently present, but not present. We have fathers who are are gone. We have widows, right, who are not being taken care of. And that's where what we find today in the case of the widows, the fatherless, the oppressed, is that we're saying these are vulnerable people. People who are overlooked cannot take care of themselves. And God's telling us as the church, this is who we should be looking out for, for the vulnerable, for those who don't have a voice. And yet we still get to pick and choose somehow today. Like, no, we can be a voice for the, you know, for, for the, the, the child that not yet born. But we're not going to be for the, the oppressed, you know, uh, homeless person on the street that um, we believe made their own decision. We can be a voice for, you know, um, anti-abortion things across, but, you know, but yet we can't stand you know, for, for, for women who have not been treated fair within the public square. You see, there's so much that we get to try to pick and choose today, what we think we can stand for, and then other things are like, no, well, that's the liberal side, and so we can't say anything there. But where's the voiceless? Where's the oppressed? Where's the injustice? And God tells us, learn to do right. Seek justice. And that's where we as the people of God can stand in that place to be a voice, to bring them out and say, let me show you, let me tell you what's happening. So that when we shine a light on it and we say, God's justice is here. Let me show you the things that are happening. It's okay to call out hatred. It's okay to call out injustice. And even if you're standing there thinking that you're alone, continue to say it. Speak it. Let other people hear it. And even when you're thinking, all right, people are going to be sick of me, like keep saying it. Keep speaking it. We're going to find an opportunity that God, yes, will have vengeance, but that's not justice yet. Justice can be, we can see some of the advances already in working for and working out of injustice. Let God's voice be heard in this. All right, think about that. We're going to end there for today. We'll be back again tomorrow.